Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Marcus and I sit down. We talk about a bunch of stuff and go on a bunch of random tangents as we normally do. But mostly we focus on the developments that have been going on with the USPA controversy, the new slap fighting league that's come out and the controversy around that. If you guys haven't been following that, it's it's a pretty intense and I don't even know how to, to describe it um brutal thing to watch and that's a lot coming from somebody who's a ufc fan we also talk about upcoming ufc events like mcgregor signing on to be the one of the coaches for the uh ultimate fighter uh, alongside tony ferguson which means him and tony ferguson are going to fight at the end of it all the other developments in the ufc all sorts of things within the fitness industry uh you know and a bunch of other stuff you can't always give it away in the intro. You guys are going to have to watch the episode to find everything out. As always, make sure you tag us in your stories on Instagram. And you'll automatically be entered into a draw to potentially win some gear from Hybrid Legacy Brand, which is the official apparel of the Hybrid uh, Unlimited Podcast, as well as Hybrid Performance Method as a whole. While you're at it, check us out on HybridStrengthCoach.com. We have everything fitness and strength related under the sun everything from bodybuilding powerlifting strongman to general fitness and crossfit with some of the best names in the industry like noah olson eddie hall colleen fosh steppy cohen myself definitely check us out um you can follow it anywhere from home in your home gym at a local gym all that good stuff so make sure you check us out you can do a week free all you have to do is click one free week at checkout and you can see what the program's all about with no commitment and that's it sit back relax enjoy another episode of hybrid unlimited quick shout out to our sponsors at cured nutrition they've got you covered from waking to sleeping some of the supplements that i love from them are rise zen and cbn oil starting with rise that is a supplement that's going to help you wake up get focused get ready for your day no crash no jitters none of the stuff that comes along with a caffeine supplement zen is an awesome sleep aid if you're a person that just wants to sleep better deeper longer that's a supplement for you it does not have melatonin so it's not going to make you groggy if you guys have tried melatonin you know that one it can give you weird dreams and two it can leave you groggy and moving slow in the morning this does not have that their final supplement that i'm super pumped about is called cbn oil that one is a combination of cbd cbn and thc if zen is like a handgun this is like a bazooka this is the ultimate most potent sleep aid on the market this will have you sleeping deeper longer better all that good stuff no need to count sheep you're going to be knocked completely out by this supplement i swear by it i think you guys are really going to like it and if you want to read more about the ingredients click the link that's either in the show notes or the caption depending on where you're watching this and use code hybrid in all caps at checkout for 20 percent off that's so, a power slap <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the first thing that i wanted to talk about because I, I started talking about it before we started the podcast and then i was like wait if people don't know this story this is a really good story i was surprised actually that you didn't know it but it's the carl lewis ben johnson story yeah so for those who don't know carl lewis and ben johnson were two best sprinters in the world at the time carl lewis was the american the canadian was ben johnson and carl lewis prior to going to the olympics tested positive for a banned substance 
and the U.S. Uh, track organization, whatever they are under the IOC, said, well, that's no good because this guy's supposed to win a gold medal. So they swept it under the rug. They called it um, incidental. Um, what did I say earlier? What was it called? Incidental. Damage? Incidental exposure or something like that so wait <clears throat> so they claimed that he got exposed to, to performance enhancing drugs by incidental exposure yes so it, 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 he term. basically started the oops it was in my supplements my supplements were tainted a kind lot of, of story beef. but that story <laughs> hadn't come out yet that had just happened yeah. everybody went along as if nothing happened goes competes at the olympics and ben johnson smokes him breaks the world record becomes the most famous guy in the world for a period of time because that's what happens when you win the 100 meter dash in sure. the olympics and he you know whatever he's a hero but then his test come back tests positive so carl lewis went on all these different news shows and started um basically saying i feel cheated out of my moment in the spotlight i can't believe this guy's a cheater basically he's completely trashed ben johnson so he's the worst person ever for doing this and cheating and then later it came out that he had also tested positive, but the U.S. track and field had just swept it under the rug. And it was like, it was a really bad look on him. And actually in the, you might just not remember it, but they talk about it in um, Bigger, Stronger, Faster, or Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Yeah, it's been years since I saw yeah, that. It's a, it's a great documentary for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, you think that documentary that the Bells put out was like the first time the public really got a glimpse of kind of what goes on behind the scenes with strength sports and like like how rampant it is yeah i think well that i think that was probably like the watershed moment before the documentary icarus came out i think so too but you so yes i do because i think what it did a good job of showing was that there are a lot of people taking performance and performance enhancing drugs who are just regular people who whether it's ego or you know they just really enjoy being really strong or big or whatever it is. There's a lot of people doing it. And Mark Bell was sort of one of those people who later after the documentary came, became prominent in the fitness industry. But at the time, if you remember in the documentary, he was just a uh, gym teacher. Mark Bell. Yeah. Mark Bell. Really? Yeah. High school gym teacher, football coach. Not Chris. Not Chris. Mark. Huh? So Mark was one of the focal points of that whole documentary and they even, you know, they went around to his students and they were asking, do you think coach smelly is on, uh, on. So Mark got his start by, by teaching gym class. Yeah. That's really well. And that documentary really helped make a name for him because he was one of the first people publicly to just talk about it. And he was pretty much a regular guy. You know, he had a professional wrestling sort of career that was short, and so did his other brother. But that was really what brought him into the limelight, kind of. And so he spoke about that. And yeah, you know, it's a, it's a guy who you just think this is a jack gym teacher. Most people back then, and it kind of opened their eyes like, oh, even, even just big guys who, you yeah. know, coach our kids, you know, are doing this stuff. It's a lot more prevalent than, than you'd think. I think what's interesting because I mean, growing up, especially like in the era of, of like Jay Cutler and uh, Ronnie Coleman, 
Phil Heath, like the bodybuilding world was really like the world's only exposure to like a superhuman looking person. Like sure. Dorian Yates got some exposure and maybe Dexter Jackson got some exposure, but all of that was like kind of confined to like the cover of magazines, like muscle and fitness and flex Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I found that that documentary in particular and like, George, can you pull up when that was released? Because actually, I'm kind of curious about the timeline. I know it was like the early 2010. I always get confused. Is it bigger, stronger, faster or bigger, faster, stronger? Bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. But it was interesting because like, I don't think the world really had a glimpse into the world of bodybuilding or a glimpse into the world of performance enhancing drugs at all for that matter. Because the biggest moment, I think, in history beside i mean I, I maybe at the highest level we could say barry bonds and mark mcguire and the old congressional hearings of like the 20 or the, the the 90s like really highlighted that like there was something going on out there but never to the extent of like uh, it was 2008 wow so this predated icarus probably by a decade and if yeah. you guys don't remember icarus was this unbelievable fucking documentary that I don't remember. I don't know if the guy's name is Brian something. Was it Brian? Good memory. I can't remember his last name though. Icarus was incredible because it it basically highlighted drug use at the highest level of sport, which was at that time professional cycling. It was the most controversial thing to ever happen. But it wasn't just cycling, right? Because the guy, I don't know if you remember the documentary Icarus. Oh, yeah. It was like I'm gonna go try and do this amateur. Well, that, that uh, was race. the most amazing part of that whole documentary to me was that he started it on a completely different path from where it ended yeah. up. Like his whole you thing was like, write that. I'm going to do an experiment, see if yeah. I can take steroids and then perform at my highest level. He actually performed worse. Right. He, he, <laughs> I, I don't know what his actual performance like was comparing him to himself, but in terms of yeah. placing, he finished much worse than he had previously taking drugs. And it was at like the highest level of amateur kind of is what this race was. Yeah, outside of like the tour circuits. Yeah. And then it went on. He's like, well, because he used that guy, the Russian. Rachenkov. Grigory Rachenkov, I think, was the head of Rusada. Yeah, which is the Russian anti-doping agency. Hilarious. And basically, as the head of the Russian anti-doping agency, his job was to help (laughs) people do the opposite of anti-doping and was to... Well, you know, the, you know, there's, there's the always been that joke of like in Russia, things happen. Like you ever hear those jokes of like, you know, in, in Soviet Russia, like food eats you. you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> well, like it kind of turns out that in Russia, the Russian anti-doping agency does help you. Like they were just and they had this. You can't you can't make that story up because it was just so fucking bizarre. Like, we're going to build this entire Olympics. They did it at Sochi and they're like, Mm -hmm. here's our anti-doping lab. But the way that they got around it was by literally just like figuring out a way to tamper with those tamper proof. uh, You know what's amazing about it? Well, yes, that was one part. In the little hole. They, they had a glory hole for drugs. That was the best part (laughs) of the whole documentary to me was just how not sophisticated it was it was like you'd think they have this magical way to like change what's in the in the urine and like change the sample it's like they literally just cut a hole in the wall of the lab and they would hand the urine samples american okay don't (laughs) fuck with it norwegian don't fuck with it greek don't fuck with it russian here's the hole they're just hanging handing out a hole through in the lab and then someone else's urine replaced it brought it back oh clean samples well it's, it does seem very russian because I, I don't know if you ever heard this story but there was a famous 
I don't know if this is true or not, but it mm-hmm. was kind of a famous story about the Russian space race, the 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 Cold War space race. And the U.S. spent like a million dollars and we had to develop a, a gravity proof pen, right? Because if you use the pencil in space, there would be a, a Seinfeld uh, joke about this. Yeah, yeah, I know. So <laughs> like there would be a, a chance that the carbon would would fly off of the uh, of the pencil and potentially cause like a fire. So the, the Americans spent like a million dollars back in the 60s or sure. 70s to create a like an anti-gravity pen. <laughs> and then the Russians were just like, no, 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 no. We just use pencil. And like, <laughs> apparently they just didn't give a shit about this potential like catastrophe to happen. I think, I think it was, a. I mean, I'm, I could be wrong, but it was like, they had such a simple way of solving the problem. And it makes sense. Cause then you look at this anti-doping thing and their way of solving the anti-doping problem was like, Oh, we just cut hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it, like, when you think, it is a very like Western world problem that we just overthink everything and oh, i think for that's sure. a good just example money at the of it. problem yeah so but but to go so to go back to the the carl lewis ben johnson thing growing up in canada this was before my time or before i had a memory but it was something that was like you know one of those you remember where you were when you found out ben johnson was oh really you know, so it was something that i learned about growing up and there was literally people, like huge mobs, who were outside of Ben Johnson's house in Toronto with signs being like, he's innocent, blah, 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 all this stuff. And what was – it eventually it got down to the point where he – you know, he did, they basically did the MLB thing where you bring him in front of our leaders and say, you got too Here good at go. hitting the ball with the stick. Now you, you have go. to answer for it kind of thing. So he did does that. And uh, they – he admits to it but what he said was really interesting and that was that one he said he was with one of the first guys to be like everybody's doing it and they didn't like that so they made an example of him he's clearly right yeah oh of course (laughs) so he was one of the first guys to say that and then he also made the claim that he knew that he was set up because while he was taking drugs he tested positive for a different drug He's like, this is not the drug I was taking. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So he's like, I know I was set up. And he thinks it was just, you know, a big, Politics, big political thing. Because, not uncommon, as we know. You know. Canada, compared to the US, is a much smaller country. They had already swept this one thing under the rug with Carl Lewis. This was their guy that they're betting on. They've take some, taken some risks on. And then this freaking Jamaican-born Canadian comes and wipes the floor with them. And they're like, well, we can't have that. It's weird how they pick and choose that kind of stuff. And and I say we in like a, I guess in this sense, or they, they, they pick and choose this kind of stuff in this sense, they would be like whatever that, that governing body is. But like, we've clearly seen examples of that over the years where like, they don't like, you know, the, the, the U S government's like, Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden these guys, they're taking human growth hormone to hit this. Like, man, I got to tell you something. The human growth hormones, not what not, it's not what helping Mark McGuire or Barry Bonds hit home runs. Like, yeah. So they can sorry sleep to at too. night because they're playing 80 something games yeah. a year. It's like, and I know we've talked about this and like, I don't want to, I don't want to hammer the trope of drugs and sports. We've, we've, we've beaten that one to death, but like, yeah, yeah. There is something to be said about like bodies at large, picking and choosing when to be outraged about things. And that that's probably only gotten worse. Cause like now at large people get outraged to just about like, some whatever can trend like that's the outrage factor for the week and then every news organization and media outlet will just spin it up to infinite like 
Now we're going to like, now it's like you go watch. I can see why there's so much frustration with the media, quote unquote, because there's clearly like an eyeball incentive, you know, like on TikTok, people get like views for whatever dance bullshit they're doing that week. Right. But in the media, it's like, what outrage can we manufacture? And like, maybe it's not that premeditated. I don't know. But there's definitely some. There's definitely a correlation between that being what attracts eyeballs and then putting more of that kind of stuff out there. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's gotten worse. Whatever whatever the outrage thing they can think of for the week or the month. It's like, oh, now, can you believe that they... <laughs> I don't know, I can't even give an example without oh, I'll give go, you one. going overboard here. The five cops that uh, all like went to jail. Right, they, they said like, it was racism. They said it was racism, but that wasn't enough, though. And then, like a week later, they go... Oh yeah, and there's a white guy, and everyone was like, "Nah, get him!" Come on, wait, but there was it was five so, black officers who so apparently beat that guy to death. I know, but apparently there was a sixth guy whose voice you can hear, who wasn't part of the beating, but he said something along the lines of, "I hope they stomp him or something," and obviously oh, God. that's no good. But it's it was no really good. strange because I saw this post, mm. and it's just wild that people were like celebrating that now a white guy was involved. I'm like, and I get race is like a really touchy thing and, you know, well, touch it as little as possible for that reason. But it was just crazy to see people in the comment section, basically celebrating that they now had an opportunity to make it well, they found more the of a race thing. They're like, Oh, and but then, and then they were, you know, there's all these comparisons and, you know, I'm partially speaking out of turn here because I don't know the whole story, but that's what I believe. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. That's what I believe the story was. He was just the voice on the th uh, on, in the video. But people were like, oh, well, this guy's only suspended. Well, the other guys, you know, are facing criminal charges. And it's like, well, if the story is true and he's just a voice and the other guys beat a man to death, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, I... What's well, a reductionist way of thinking, right? Like, and this is, again, like, you know, we live in this world where we're living in a constant news cycle for people that actually watch the news, which I don't. I mean, I'll read shit online, I but can't. like, yeah, it's, it's horrific. But like, think about like, you have one minute to explain why this is outrageous. Go. Then it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, well, just this color good this color bad this shaped man good this shaped man bad and then it's very easy to manufacture outrage because you really don't have to do much because the yeah. current state of things it's like you'll go and uh you know like there's political examples like you know you know i remember president trump got raided and he had some documents and then they found out pence had documents they found out biden had documents and it's just so easy to like oh well the, the blue guy had the documents well no the red guy has the documents and they just turn it into this sure. nuclear or, bomb of, orange of, man bad right which like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's just it's a very easy way to just scapegoat it's like you know in the history of man i think that's a pretty common thing which is actually if you can think about it from like an evolutionary point of view, like that's kind of how we survived as little groups of tribes back in the day where we just had like, oh, well, that tribe bad, my tribe good, my tribe keep me safe, that tribe come and kill me. So like it's I love Rogan talks about this all the time and it's it's pretty true. We just still have this, you know, million year old monkey brain that's just rattling around like the deep seated part of our brain is seems like it's still like the old, you know you know, five fucking brain cell monkey brain just firing off and making all of these emotions and, and weird connections that just don't really sync up with the modern world. And you take this primal, 
meat vehicle and you just drop yeah. it into this place with all these rules and technology and it's then... like imagine taking a neanderthal man and dropping him into <laughs> manhattan 2023 it's like he goes and kills like so he kills a jewish guy like you know, i'm a jew I can, I, I can say that right like he kills a jewish guy suddenly neanderthals are racist oh yeah anti-semites right anti-semite neanderthals <laughs> it's just like the guy was probably holding a bagel you want to kill him to eat the bagel because he was hungry yeah it, i mean it's a good point <laughs> but that the it's silly but the everybody's got to be better at least i think i i always try to think about that like okay like how could you take this headline uh, like take this thing, this part of the news and try and make sense of it because it clearly doesn't make sense the way it's being reported. You know, this can, you know, we jump into this whole USPA thing. Like there's something to be said for bandwagoning, right? Like, and that's kind of what we're talking about with the and virtue news. signaling, which is yeah. kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, sure. Like, okay. So the, the news reports that, you know, and I, I don't just don't confuse what I'm about to say. I'm not trying to make this a race thing, but like this situation that just happened, I think his name is Tyree, right, the, yeah. the victim in that incident. Like he was beaten. He was a black man beaten to death by five black men. Like, and then I still saw a headline that said there could be some racial they motivations may, may have been here. driven by racism still. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, can't you just say that they were bad cops? It's, it's also like to say that it's like, and yes, anyone can be driven by racism, right? Like a black cop could have an opinion about a, a sure. about the you know black people as a race, and and make decisions based on that. But he could also have a million other opinions about a million other different things, and we don't talk about those. There's an infinite number of things that go into somebody making a decision in a moment. It's like, but you, we yeah. just want to hang on to this one thing and be like, well. It's like, it, that, that, why that does the headline have to read that it's possibly racist? Just is it? Guy gets beat to death by five cops. Right. Like that's it. Yeah, it like, sucks. Why? No matter who it that's, is, it's, a it's, whole, it's like the most horrific thing ever. Some dude just lost his life for no reason. I can't think of a reason that's justified that a cop, five cops, beat one guy to death. Like that was actually a really famous thing that happened here in Miami, and this caused the Overtown riots back in the '80s, where there was a guy, right. and I read a book about this. I was running basically like running from the cops because he was a black man in Overtown at the time, sure. horribly afraid of the police officers with fucking good reason because there were a bunch yeah, of racist sure. white people back then. And they stopped him and they beat him to death and they covered it up by saying that he was running and rammed into a block wall on his motorcycle. And the reason that they were able to try to claim that ultimately they were found guilty in court but the or uh, no no sorry they were acquitted in court. But the reason that they were able to argue that is because they beat him so bad it looked that like his an accident. yeah they looked like he Holy ran God. his head like his brains were so fucked up at the end of it Oof. that it looked like he ran into a fucking block wall. That's tough. That's tough. A lot of those videos are hard, bad cops. Hard to watch. Yeah. But why do we have to? And, and there's certainly some instances where it's justified to claim that if it's the reality. Yeah. But like. It's a like if you if it here's the problem, right? Like if you say somebody makes a decision based on a presumption on your part, uh -huh. you're taking away like the actual problems. Like if you just say it's a bunch of racist black cops, well, it's like, is it a race thing or is it a poor police training thing? Yeah.
Yeah, or a situation where they in a bad part of town, and yeah, they, they, like, they, did they something had, else happen? Like where? Yeah, they, I, I don't know. It's it, like, and I don't know the answer to that. But like, it's just you can't be. So I think the overarching point is just that all of those headlines are intentionally inflammatory, and you know when people get mad about stuff, that's when they're going to have the most shares on their posts, the most comments, the most engagement yeah. overall. So they know as soon as they say something about race, you're going to have a bunch of people arguing on both sides in there. And I remember back in the early 2000s after 9-11, like if you were a a person that was uh, Muslim in the United States, like you had a pretty good reason to fear for your life because the headline was, Mm -hmm. you know. Or Japanese after Pearl Harbor. Dude, people don't remember, but Japanese were basically tortured and put in concentration camps in the United States back then. Like, they were just presumed to be enemy collaborators. And they, like, (laughs) we didn't do what the Nazis did. So, like, don't confuse what I'm saying. But But they were, like, like work camps. Yeah, they put them in internment camps. They, They rounded up. Japanese people from, you know, the I, I don't know if it was all over the country, but what I remember was on the West Coast mm. and they put them in internal here. Look, it's right there. I mean, like, like crazy. if you've ever been to a, uh, I mean, like this a, is a not, this is, this is within one lifetime. Yeah. Like, like people are still alive from this. This is why I like if people start to make these ridiculous comparisons. Like I, I, I showed you that thing that I, I commented on when somebody was comparing the, uh, not oppression, but like the attacks on the USPA. It's like first they came for the blah, blah, blah. Then they came for the Jews and no one stuck up for them. And then it's like she was using all of those historical examples to highlight the fact that people were attacking the USPA. And I'm like, I don't think you fucking understand what you're talking about. Or if you do, they're mad at you. How could you you say something like that? They're mad at the USPA because some of the members touched children. You're right, like, persecuted. Like these for, Japanese for no folks, reason. you know, my ancestors, Jews, like my great grandfather was a fucking dentist, right? Like his family didn't have to die, but they were gassed in a fucking gas chamber. These Japanese people, they were innocent. Like they were just yeah. put there because we were at war. Like that doesn't make it right, but it also it doesn't give people a fucking pass to like start comparing these historical superlatives in terms of events like to their little fuck like if your struggle is that your leisure activity which is powerlifting is now under attack for something that is pedophilia or molestation or that other video where the girl is just at like just disgusting shit like you can't just draw these comparisons like people made that comparison oh, during yeah. the, the holocaust just like a little higher on the right like do you know what you're talking about i don't think so yeah no absolutely not but people find it easy now in the echo chamber of the internet to just like i'm just gonna make a comparison it's like oh, yeah. well fuck you you can't just do that no and just say it really confidently so that yeah. so that people believe you who are well because like it's a meme right <laughs> like it's it's a thing and it's like well first they came for, for their guns and then they came for their businesses and then they put them in death camps and it's like yeah i saw i can't remember who what? it was but i saw <laughs> thanks for watching i just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at cured nutrition my favorite supplement by them is called rise if you want something that's going to give you quick energy long lasting no jitters no crash all that good stuff it has ingredients like lion's mane ginseng if you want to read more about it check it out on their website but you can use our code hybrid in all caps for 20% off, hit the link, and again, use the code HYBRID for 20% off.
it was either a, like a comedy skit or something. This was uh, it was a gun rights thing. Oh yeah, and uh, like a Second Amendment thing, and you know, an argument that not all people who are gun advocates, but a lot of people have they used the well armed militia to if they had to revolt against a tyrannical government. That's mm-hmm. why they need the weapons, and they were like, um, the guy was kind of like acting out as both sides a scenario where he's like why don't we just like once a year let's just test that <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah, okay. well, and what we'll do is we'll have five thousand of the nra's best guys they'll be on one side and then we'll just have like one one navy seal on the other side <laughs> and and we'll have them fight and this is how it's going to go there'll be like a newscaster there whatever the newscaster interviews them and it's like yeah, so what's your like what's your strategy going in? He's like, Well, <clears throat> I have this drone. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this allowed? Yeah. Are we going right now? Yeah. And they're like, he just sits there and pushes the button and, and just wrecks yeah. them all. It's like, you know, th- that argument. You I, know that the Second Amendment is like one of the most hotly debated verbiages on the in the American Constitution. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever read the Second Amendment? No. George, pull it up. It, I actually, I talked to some some lawyers about this. And is I, there lots left to interpretation? There's actually, yeah, it's it's so it's, a, it's poorly written. Well, the way the English that they wrote it in leaves it um, very, very, very interpretable. Let's just put it that way. Because okay. I want I want to read it. And it, look, this this is the whole thing, right? A well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. And then this is where it gets squirrely uh, when people okay. interpret it. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, right? So there's all of these different things basically packed into one run-on sentence. So it's saying a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, mm-hmm. the right, and then it just goes right into this where it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, right? Okay. That's the whole thing. Right. So what? So what do you... From that, what is in, uh, misinterpretable? Def- like, what what what's th- a point of contention? Or- I think the point of contention is like what part of that is valid and like how people interpret that, right? So, like a well-regulated militia, like there that is actually just not really feasible. Like, you can't really have well-regulated local militias. Like, if there was a well-regulated local militia in the United States right now, it would probably be considered a domestic terrorist group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, happened. That's a good point. That's a good point. And then the it goes on to saying, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right? So, like, it, I, the, I'm not a lawyer. And, like, What kind of arms also, right? So that's where the contention comes in, right? Like, were they saying that every citizen can have a... Uh, anti-material rifle that can shoot through helicopters and jets like i don't know if they thought that far but the basis of this to me i'm a huge believer in because you can see all around the world tyrannical governments especially in the last few years like like you're not taking my fucking guns like there's not a chance but there's a also a point where like okay now we have like a modern problem let's just say whatever the problem is and i'm not pointing to any like specifics but There's certainly like things that come up now, like, okay, so there's a lot of mass shootings, like, and then there's a lot of argument on how to control that. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, actually finish your point and then I'll say mine. Okay. So like, I, I, the, the lot, a lot of the arguments come down to defending the second amendment, but when you defend the second amendment, you're defending something that 
like at its core is very easy to stand behind. I, you know, I'm a gun owner myself. Sure. I stand behind it, but I also think that with the evolution of, of, of this country, like there's gotta be, you know, not progressive in the, the colloquial sense right now, but like the more like, you know, as uh, you know, modern problems, modern solutions type thing, like you can't just have criminals buying guns either. Right. So the, and I'm not, I don't know the answer to how to interpret this because you probably have to ask the dudes that wrote it. But... Ben Shapiro has a pretty good approach to it, but uh, yeah. What, what is go, it? Well, it's basically, he has sort of like a moderate stance on it, even though he's very conservative. <clears throat> he's just, his main points are, you know, the sort of the argument that the AR and, you know, the, the assault weapons are the real problem here um is kind of invalid because mm. 90% or whatever it is i mean the vast majority of homicides in america are committed with handguns so he's like sure. if your problem if your goal with reform is to save the most amount of lives then your issue should be first and foremost with the handgun so you're just getting excited about the salacious you know, there's whatever the school shooting and some guy came in with an AR, it's a crazy scene. And, but in, in the reality of how many people are impacted, it's like you, your first problem should be with the handgun. And the second thing he said was that there should be some regulation as long as the, um, like if you have to register a weapon, all of that should be confidential and private. Like that shouldn't be something that is public. Like I shouldn't be able to go on the, the internet and like look up if my neighbor has oh, a clearly. weapon right like, yeah it's, like, it's your own business yeah but there should be background checks done if you're a criminal you can't own one if you have you know well, that's the case already right well right if you're a felon if you have mental health problems you shouldn't to yeah. and i don't know which one specifically he's talking about but there's there's also a ton of like hipaa problems with I, go ahead sorry but yeah know. so his thing was and this is just very broadly you know mental health issues shouldn't have a, a handgun um, if it's a type of mental health issue that impairs your ability to use one in a logical and, and responsible way. And then if you have either one of those types of people in the home, if you're, uh, you know, if it's your son or your, I don't know, whoever's staying with you is either has a criminal record or uh, a mental health issue mm -hmm. under whatever umbrella they categorize that. Criminal, I guess. Yeah. Then uh, your guns need to be locked away. And that person can't have access to so them. the problem is once you go down this rabbit hole of like, okay, so the baseline is you can have weapons, mm -hmm. but now the problem becomes, how do you construct an architecture of like regulation that is supportable because the gun lobby is very powerful, you know, the, the and almost they've lost a lot of power as the a NRA has because they were involved in a huge scandal. With, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they did lose a lot of influence. But now, like any almost any attempt to federally regulate the sale of uh, or the sale or like restriction of firearms purchases is just it's like a hill to die on for politicians. Like they just vehemently will not go for it. Cause then they're seen as anti-gun. They won't get money yeah. from certain political parties or political packs and stuff like that. And then I could see as a politician, why this is so hard to figure out because there's so many different ideas on how to fix it. And then to get anybody to actually vote on it would be like a 
for some people like a death sentence. Well, and and every and the slippery slope argument is always going to be something that people lean on to, right? You start regulating, yeah. you let any yeah. regulation happen, and then it's going to you know get worse and worse or whatever. But from my own experience, there was a couple things. <clears throat> you know, I came from Canada, so I grew and my my dad had guns growing up because he he uh, hunted, mm-hmm. grew up in the country, so he still had them, and you know I was exposed to them at a young age. But I was still like anti-gun in the sense of like, why yeah. do you need one, right? And then I lived in Miami for a few years, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a gun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, yes, but when will. I went in to go get one. It was unbelievable because uh, I'm not a U.S. citizen. I'm, I have an investor's visa at the time here, right? Yeah. When I went in to get it, they knew all the ins and outs and loopholes to to be able to get a weapon. They're like, you need to get a hunting license. doesn't matter what it is. It can even be fishing. <laughs> you get, get that, get a hunting license for a year, get the cheapest one. It's like 20 bucks. You know, do this, do this. And uh, the only difference for me was that I had to wait a week versus the 24 hour cooling off period that an American citizen has to wait. But it's like, you know, that's, you know, they want you to have a gun real bad. I mean, I get it, it's their business, but I didn't feel like at any point they were like, like, whoa, whoa, cool it on the gun. Like, they're not doing that. No. They're just selling guns to whoever wants guns. And if yeah. they can put a gun in your hand, they're putting the gun in your hand. No matter you yeah. know, who you are, they're trying to find a way. And I was a, I was a little bit shocked by that because I was like, you should make me figure my shit out to get this thing that can kill someone. Right? Instead of yeah, you just like, instead of so. you like guiding me through the way to like get a gun, like you have no idea why I want one. You're like, there's so many questions. So I thought that was interesting. Regulating it is real fucking tough figuring out the regulation side of that industry like i would not dip my toes in that water at all i might have some some personal opinions on it but to actually put pen to paper and figure out like the framework of regulating that like no that's the thing it's easy like with most things it's easy to be a critic and say someone's doing something wrong but as soon as you're like well how would you fix it they're like oh i don't know (laughs) okay we'll move on yeah um I want. I do want to go back to the USPA stuff, though. Yeah. Not to make like a totally been, hard transition, but can the, we pull up the email? Yeah, where, where would that be? Go. I, to, oh, I mean, I, I. So let's go to the. Can you go to Instagram and then go to USPA Power? I think it's is their Instagram. Uh, hang on. Oh wait, did no? They wouldn't have put the email out because it was embarrassing. But um, yeah, check out Goob. He probably put it up. Cause I have it in my inbox. Yeah, there. Oh, oh, so, that's right. You guys can do. Yeah, yeah. Do the internet. Oh, uh, I think it's on that that one right there. Oh, can we zoom in on that? Smear campaign. That's it. There we go. So apparently, uh. <laughs> Do you want to do the the long and short of it of what this the the email situation it. is? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's funny because I actually got this. This was after the whole the initial bit of this dropped. It was like on a weekend. I wonder if I got it. And yeah, I'm not even a member, which is weird. So I don't know how I got it, but I am. I'm, you know. And I'm also I'm a state referee. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I am. Are you gonna look into you? Did you get your background <laughs> check yet? I did not have a background <laughs> check. I wrote a test online. 
So, all right. So as you may have heard, an individual is posting videos leveling outrageous charges. So this whole thing goes, it's, it's like the worst PR email. Like if they did hire a PR firm, they so that's certainly... what that's what's alleged. And apparently after this email went out and they got all this backlash on it, they then fired the PR firm. Right. First of all, I don't believe that because if they did, certainly a PR firm, unless they are like the Saul Goodman of PR firms, <laughs> would have figured out like, oh, For everything. That, yeah. Saul. Better call Saul. Like, yeah. Come on. Like it, it, certainly somebody including their legal counsel, it says right there, we are consulting with a with attorneys in evaluating our legal options, it's like, well, Steve, did you run this by this email by your legal department? Because the entire week leading up to it, you spent every day updating and apologizing. And, and then once you quote unquote hire a PR firm who put this out on like a Saturday, they basically yeah. backtracked the whole thing. Mm. And once they backtracked it, everyone flipped out like, I did too. I watched it. I'm like, what the fuck? You just spent the whole week apologizing and saying how you're going to do better and how you're going to put background checks in place. And it's like, well, are you cleaning house or are you fucking boarding up the doors? Like, what, what is this email signaling? Are you going to war with him? Because it seems like you were admitting that you fucked up. Mm. And now it seems like you're admitting that you didn't. Well, this video is him basically saying that he's like, well, if everything I said wasn't true, then how yeah. come this person I made a video about has been fired? How come this person's been fired? How come you totally rearranged your executive uh, committee? All these different things. And uh, apparently from this email, now Goob might be taking le legal action against USPA for smearing him. In yeah, these but emails. that probably won't go anywhere. Because That's what I thought too, because they don't even mention him by name. The, the hardest part about you know, per my in-house counsel, the hardest part about right. going after somebody for like defamation or slander is that you have to very seriously prove damages and damages in this would probably be like a loss of income or, you know, some kind of financial hardship right. as a result of this video. Like, I, but all I this know. has been positive for Goob. Like it. Right? So on, on the, yeah, on the flip side, if the USPA had not done any of the things that his videos had alleged, they could clearly go after him right. for libel or or slander or whatever the, the correct uh, crime, quote unquote, is. But like, I don't think that they would do that because they would just get ripped apart in a lawsuit. It wouldn't make any sense. What's up, guys? Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at HVMN. They have an awesome supplement called Ketone IQ. I take it every morning with my coffee. It helps me avoid that midday caffeine crash. And sometimes if I'm really dragging my ass into the gym, I'll take two shots of this before I come in if I really need to feel focused and fired up. There are only five ingredients in the supplement, so they're not hiding behind a proprietary blend or any other nonsense that some of the supplement companies in the industry do. Quick disclaimer, this is, let's just call it an acquired taste. We're not here for mouth pleasure. We're here for performance. And that is what this is gonna give you. So make sure to hit the link in the show notes and use code HYBRID in all caps, 20% off. So the fact that they're coming out hiring this PR firm and saying that this guy's a troll is just like, it's just hilarious because 
he doesn't do anything without proof and like no. everything he posts and he's well, especially he, he has, has a, a lot of he has a lot of degree so he's he knows what to do and not do you would hope well i mean it seems like that's exact he's playing on that playbook like it seems like he's following you know the legal system here like in the like short year that i've been aware of him maybe even less than that I have probably seen almost every single person who's ever made a video about him, at least at some point, or sorry, that he's made a video of, has at least at some point threatened to sue him, and he's never been sued. So because there's no basis, and yeah, people, he, I I've I find it very funny when people throw out that idea that you're going to sue somebody. Like number one, do you know how much that costs? Do you know what a retainer is? <laughs> yeah. They're very expensive. Number two, do you know? What this isn't Judge Judy. To, you don't just get to go up there. Yeah, and, I mean, like, yeah, you want to take them to local court or something because you lost $5,000. But, like, the reality is lawsuits are very time-consuming. They'll suck your soul away. Even if you have to hire a lawyer to do anything that's somewhat, like, contentious, like, it's not a pleasant experience for anybody. Like, no. it should be the thing of last resort for anyone, especially if you're an online fitness personality. And if you're the USPA, like, if, if, I, if I had a magic you know, genie ball or whatever. I mean, what, what the f did we talk about this? What did the genies use? You if I had a, a, <laughs> a lamp, <laughs> if I had a lantern, if I, no, no, it's a lamp. No, it's a, no, it's, wait, it's an oil thing. It's like, gotta be like a little oil. We, I, we did determine this, that they do in fact it call so, it a lamp, even though it's it was, not really, it wasn't a lamp. It looked like a, a little lamp. like oil dispenser. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little old like a, school like oil, a, like a thing you pour cream in your coffee yeah, with, but okay. a little bigger. Whatever the genies <laughs> rub. What if I had a thing, a genie rub? <laughs> I, I would just just be like, you know the easiest way out of any argument on earth? Any, so, any sorry? Just like, hey, I'm so sorry, I fucked up. You know yeah. how far that goes on planet Earth as a human? Can we talked about this before, but it's it's um it's oh, damn I lost my train of thought. It's much easier to come out, apologize, come to terms with how you failed, and then figure out how to do better. Like, this is not some magical playbook, but at least from my perspective. Oh, yeah. This is okay. So, what I was going to say, thank you. You you're jogged welcome. my memory. You're there, welcome. Was that basically the USPA wasn't ever doing anything that not, the other federations weren't doing? No, like they, they just got all, caught first. Their their biggest mistake was just saying they were going to do background checks and then not doing them. WRPF wasn't doing it either. Neither were any of the big fit. Neither were any. You think the RPS with their green plates is doing background checks or on their SPF or any of those like, federations? Nobody's doing. They that. just got caught, and now like and I I I just hate to say it this way, but like we're talking virtue signaling, like you know. The other feds coming out and saying that, you know, we're going to we're going to be the leader in this space now and we're going to do back. It's like you were doing background checks before. Like, yeah, you're have you background checked all of your people? Like what skeletons are in your closet? People, they're, they're very clearly just trying to not get goobed. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? Which you, they just don't want, the, you know, the Internet. They, they probably should be worried about out. that. Yeah, they're just I, getting ahead of it. They're trying to now. Well, that's but, PR. But that's I, good PR. But I but. But I think it's so transparent because the first thing I think when the day after a scandal for this one organization not doing background checks, another one comes out and goes, we're doing background checks now. We're supposed to applaud that. Yeah, like, I didn't, you weren't I doing didn't. it forever. And like, now it's well, 
Yeah, it's like, what were you doing before? And I that, saw that and I'm just like, and this is opportunistic. A, and now you're doing a membership flash sale? It's like, God, just come on. Can't, like, is there anybody that can just do this right? No. Like, it almost makes the... I, I don't know if the USAPL did that, did they? Background checks? Anything. I'm not sure. If there is an organization to have done background checks, I would think they would be the one. They've been around for a yeah, long time. I'm curious about that now. I'll probably ask around. Yeah, we should look into that if the tested federations are doing that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We or is it just a product of the hooligan, like Wild West of untested uh, I mean, sports. probably. I mean, you know the personalities that are floating out there. But, yeah, certainly opportunistic. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fallout of this. I know this section we're trying to figure out, like, is there, is this the end? Like, I hope not. I mean, I don't think that's a net positive. I think wishing for that organization to fail is a net negative. I think wishing for them to do the right thing would be the best thing. And if they don't do the right thing, well, then let the market decide it. Like, let yeah. everybody leave. Yeah. I mean. Like, I don't want them to fail. It's like, they do a lot for powerlifting. But if they're not going to correct themselves, it's like, <laughs> that'd be like flying on a jet. And then, like, midway through the flight, like, one of the engines shut off. And it's like, well, fuck them. They didn't make, they didn't service it. You know, we're, fuck them. I hope they fail. And it's like, well, you're all on the plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. you better hope they figure it out. Did you see that uh, video that went viral, by the way, this week? Which one? It was, so, it, you know. The how jet the, and the ball crashing? No. Uh, well, that one was, that one was We talked sad, about that, yeah. I think. This one, so, the captain and then the co-pilot taking off in the middle of takeoff captain dies oh my god what just goes unconscious that's and, bad and the guy doesn't know if he's alive or dead yet but he actually in fact died oh and fuck, yes man. if you can pull it up it's wild really we, bad we won't watch the whole thing because it's uh it, it's kind of long but it has them talking to air traffic control and him being like uh captain is incapacitated uh we're gonna come back for landing and they're, <laughs> oh they're trying to guide them so they, they have to it's like a you know, five, five to ten minute thing where they have to go all the way around and then come back in and the guy has to land it. But there's a particular part uh, once you land the plane where it can only be operated from the captain seat. So he has to take the captain out of the seat and chuck him on the ground oh my to God, get in there and no, operate. That's the... horrible. Yeah, it's wild. This is an old one. This is five years, six years ago. I mean, that's probably it. It's November. possibly that, and it just resurfaced in Chicago. Caught, caught action. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, yes, this happened in November in Chicago. Man, that's horrible. Oh, that was okay. This is the one then. It was American Airlines, though, right? Ooh, the market's oh, up. Envoy Air. That's not so. And it's crazy how calm the uh, co pilot is. They have to be. Can you imagine if he's up uh, there freaking out? American Airlines. He's just yeah. like, um, Captain is incapacitated. <laughs> They're like, what? They're like, uh, I can yeah, imagine he's that. unconscious. We're going to need paramedics. Just oh. cool as a cucumber. Well, they have to be. I mean, like, you know, the famous story of the guy, Captain Sully, landing that old, uh, it was an airline that got bought up. But, like, like basically, like, they struck a bunch of geese flying out of JFK or Newark or something. It was in New York, and they had to end up, like, flying the plane, gliding it down to, like, the East River, I think. Is he the East River? Though? Oh, so, yeah. Like, it, was in, it was, like, Manhattan. They, yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That plane is now on display, like in a uh, really? in an aviation museum in like South Carolina, North he just Carolina. Or the jets. Actually, he landed it like impeccably. No one died, but he did a water landing with no like. Wow, just, it was pretty epic. 
That's insane. Poor geese, man. They're just trying to. Yeah. They're just like we're gonna go on vacation for Florida for a while, to Florida yes, for a while. Yes, not today, kids. Got sucked up into not that. Not today. Turbine. Anyways, we're we're gonna go down a rabbit hole. So the the end of the USPA thing, like, feel like Turbine. that that's gonna sort its. Oh God. Oh my God. George always does this. Pulls up the most ridiculous. Yeah, stuff all right. You know what? Shot. Meme review. What's up with this chick? What is the story here? Do you, you know, know this? So, I've seen the memes, and I've seen the husband who's got just giant mandibles. Like, why is his <laughs> head so big? So this poor Shot. husband, his oh. wife, worked for this uh, police department, and apparently she was just having big orgies with... Um, Not just cheating? Just orgies? You no, know, look, oh. see, look at all the dudes in the corner, bottom corner there. Oh, she's clearly, those were, those guys were also fired for participating in these... Sex scandals. <laughs> in these orgies. And uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of memes coming out about her. I'm guessing she got let go. And that, yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but her husband has stuck by her. Oh, come Through on. this whole thing, yeah. Well, what? the reason they got fired is because she was giving oral sex in the station to the officers on duty. Oh, well, yeah. Just go home. Don't go do, do it anywhere else. I'm sure she wouldn't have gotten in trouble if it was like an at-home thing. I saw this kid. He uh, he came in with like a um, a big printout to, yeah. the, to the police station of the of this female officer, and he was like, uh, you know, he came in and was like trying to meet her. Like she had already been fired. He oh knew. He was just doing a troll video. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to know if like officer so and so is here. And like, oh, uh, she's got no, the couch she's, meme. She's, she's got the couch yeah, She's got every meme under the sun. Oh my god. He's like, like, yeah, she's no longer here. <laughs> the guy in the background. Look at the guy in the window. Oh my god. There's two of them. Oh my god. It's his husband. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but so the kid comes in. He goes. I, I just want to let you know, uh, mm. I have, I do have protection, like trying to insinuate that it's a, like a weapon, but, but he really, he goes, no, no, seriously, seriously. I just thought, you know, I should let you know, since I'm in the police station, I do have protection, but if she's not here, I guess I don't need it. He pulls it out. It's like condoms. He's lucky he didn't get shot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. They were just like, get out of here. I, th I mean, I'm sure that They're department. They're so pissed about everything at that point. Like yeah. half their team just got fired. I mean, and their, their whole police force is a joke now right? yeah like, well somebody's getting just somebody's getting dragged in front of the governor of that state yeah um back to the uspa thing though they so apparently they do have an hr department they have is it like that meme where they're pointing and then it's like a the spider-man meme yes yeah, no not <laughs> that one but there's an oh, man there's another good meme where it's like it's like a scooby-doo meme where they're pointing and then they pull the, the thing off and it's him oh also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it uh, could be but they do claim to have an hr an actual right. hr department they have an hr department i'm sure they do yes it's hr uspa.com and it's probably answered by the same who's guy. the guy mike Trotsky. he probably answered it he's like oh, we're gonna look into it like, all right he thanks. just just forwards it to himself <laughs> and then puts it in the trash. Oh my god. What else have they been up to? Oh, here was another big thing. So people were asking for refunds from USPA because they were like, I don't want to support the organization anymore, you know, whatever. Um, USPA was like, you know that meme? It's like, best I can do is Yeah, uh, it's the pawn shop guy, pawn yeah, stars. Yeah. So you go so people were like, I'd like to cancel my membership. And they're like Best, best we, we can do, do is six extend months. it six months. Like, so instead of giving what? your money back, they just for free include you for another six months. That's how I know they didn't hire a PR firm because like 
They'd go all, through all that. All they would be yeah. like, don't do anything stupid. This is called damage control. Yeah. All you have to do is just apologize you, and yeah. stop fucking up. And whatever people want, just give it to them, you know? So it's but, like, clearly they've just got a bunch of meatheads answering the emails. Just like, fuck you. And the, the, like, the no, default man, setting on the... idea. Yeah. The default setting on the yearly membership is that it auto-renews as well. So you have mm-hmm. to go... If you're a member of USPA, you have to go into your account and turn it off otherwise well they wrote an email about it they that was that was a thing the the thing was that now you could go turn it off or like there was some i I got another email you had to like call hr who was which is like yeah i get it like there's that's just like a sales thing for that like you know there's if you want to retain your members like you got to make them jump their hoops to cancel but like in this situation do better especially given what's going on uspa do better so, so before that wasn't an option at all, but now you can turn it, toggle it on and off. Yeah, I mean, it's such a small fee. It really doesn't matter much. Probably more of a symbolic thing, people canceling it. But Yeah, agreed. Um, all right. Switching gears. Back to our other favorite segment, Have slap you, fighting. So they had their first event. Yeah. Dana Wade slap had fighting. How'd it go? Uh... Didn't get a lot I of guess publicity. It depends on what your opinion is of it. George, can you pull up the guy who won whose face was wrecked? Just say oh guy's my. face after slap fighting. I remember we'll that. This is Oh my god. Yeah. It's hard to look at. This guy also won. I didn't even know this could happen, by the way. Oh my god. It's like his face got like dislocated. Dude, he looks like instantly. Half of his face is like a normal guy, and the other half is that dude from the Goonies. <laughs> Oh my god. It's unbelievable and he won. Look at that's what he looks like normally. D- decent looking guy, honestly. What do you think he made on this well, event? You know what they made? This is a big problem. This is why people are mad. 2k to show up, additional 2k to win. So 4 grand. And I'm guessing they're probably not getting they probably don't have health insurance. Oh my god, look at it before. He was getting beat up. I he I mean, look, he's been slapped so many times with an open fist that it's starting to bleed. It's it's not. It's just from. I'm just gonna say it. I think this is like as I I think it's funny if they're doing it in Russia. I think as a UFC subsidiary, I think it's stupid. I don't think there's any chance that this lasts for a long time. No, go back to Russia where they have car jujitsu and ten on ten MMA. (laughs) This is fucking dumb. It's like the 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 big problem here is like look at all the big sports the issues with concussions and you know how much scrutiny the NFL is under and then in this they don't even have the option to try to defend themselves no. they just know that every single match that you're going into you are 100% for sure no matter what <laughs> going to get brain damage like they just shouldn't be putting this stuff out Go, like can you find this the slap fighting on. leagues uh instagram oh I, my I just God. followed it today out of oh, morbid curiosity fuck. Dude, it is honestly brutal. It's um, and then they have these they and it's weird. They so they pick the biggest, huskiest, bearded men to do it, and then they try to just pick really pretty girls. And these poor girls are just slapping the shit out of each other. It is, I I don't like it. Like at least is you're right it? in the UFC. Like they're fighting. This is like, and look, oh my god, they're. Like, they're just paying influencers. Presented by Cardone Ventures. Wait, can you click on that? No, Go is that back. for real? Like Come Greg, on. Greg Cardone? Yeah, I want to find out. Oh my god! 
Wow. Did he sponsor this? He looks like Get he did. Get the fuck out of here. He only has 61k followers on his business page. I thought no, this like is like a, a subsidiary of his thing. His like main page is he's got a lot of followers. millions. Dude. Go back. So go back to slap fighting and then go to. Are they all videos? There's one where. Looks oh, they got Steve-O to promote uh, well, he's it. He's a huge UFC fan. Like DC was promoting it. Wait, who's that from Dragons I go up to? Yeah, that's what's his name? It's friggin' Flex, Flex Lewis. Oh no, they got our boy oh, Flex. Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of people coming out, doctors too, that are saying that this is like unbelievably irresponsible to sanction something like this. Because like you, dude, look at the power behind these guys. It's not like they're huge guys. They got Ryan Gordon to to sponsor and Brian Shaw. Gordon Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ryan. Well, yeah, they yeah. they said that Brian Shaw had the most powerful slap in the world. Click that video, George, uh, with the bald giant God, man. Can you imagine him doing that? Yeah, look, they look at what they like clocked his slap at. They said it's the most. I don't know how many slaps they dude, recorded. He's but. gonna ruin his elbow. All right, here's my take. This is dumb. They shouldn't do it. It's unsafe. Is guaranteed brain damage for two grand. Not worth it. You could you could go guarantee brain damage and make well, much more money. Here's my thing. Two grand, go work at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, if you need you money. You probably have the same amount. You probably have you're not fighting more than slap fighting more than once a month. This is probably like with all the damage they're getting. Like Yeah, at least that's well, respectable. Three, three times per month. Yeah, just go work at Home Depot. You can make that money. You'll right. be all right. You do anything else. Do literally anything else. Learn how to hang drywall. Yeah. You'll make plenty of money. Yeah. Nobody, I haven't heard one positive review of it other than paid celebrities who are saying that it's great for money. But it's just, it's kind of, it's hard to watch. Like it's. I like, there's no, I, I don't mind paying for UFC because you're guaranteed, if it's a good fight, you're guaranteed to see something interesting. You're guaranteed to like see professionals like practice practicing like a sport uh this is just stupid like you could go pay drunk guys 100 bucks go do this outside a bar yeah yeah i mean like i i don't turn this into a thing like i just hope they kill this off it's like it's like the new coke of the ufc like this is gonna drop down to ufc fight pass very quickly and then from there I don't give it much time. I don't think it's going to be around long. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, on the same fighting trend, though, did you see Conor McGregor is going to be the coach of the ne- the new season of yeah. Ultimate Fighter? Does that mean that he's not going to fight anymore? Or no, it means this- he's... So usually at the end of the season, the coaches fight. So he's going to... Oh. Tony, Tony Ferguson is the other coach. Do they fight in at- the series or do they fight in the UFC? They fight in the UFC at the end, so uh, oh. like like the the two final Ferguson, contestants. Though? It's a it's a good fight for McGregor. Well, yeah, right? but like I kind of feel like it's like Ferguson's last fight, man. He got tore up. It was not yeah. pretty. He's he probably shouldn't fight anymore. I, I kind of wish that they had like somebody like an odd man out in this organization to just veto something that's explicitly bad. Yeah. It's yeah, it's tough though. It's tough because, you know, if this if, if it's the only way you know how to make money, you're gonna have somebody come in and say like if you're if you know the consequences. I mean, maybe some of them don't understand yeah. it fully, but I think you should be able to make that decision. Am I gonna trade my health to support my family to do these things? You know, it's a decision a lot of those guys might 
want to make. No, maybe not this one. Maybe not this one. Maybe this one. There's some that are sad though. Did you watch the last UFC card? Yeah, Shogun Hua. Yeah, you know what? We turned we tuned in oh. right after that. He's like, sad. There was a point. In the, did you watch the Tashera fight? That was also sad. Like, what an pff, absolute, what a shitty crowd. What a tough motherfucker. He's though. so wait, but like that guy's too tough for his own good. Like the second that he had a one inch gash in his eyebrow, like first of all, that Brazilian crowd should have been really ashamed of themselves. That was horrific that they just left him like that. Like, dude's a legend. What did they do? They just bailed. At that, at uh, toward that end of that fight, they, they the whole crowd was leaving? gone. They didn't stay wow. to like watch him put his gloves down and talk about his retirement. Like, the dude's a legend in the sport, and they just just left him there. Wow. But I, I would be excited to see. I'm very excited to see the John Jones fight because Cyril Gon's a killer. I mean, John is too, but man, Cyril Gon's got some some skill. He's he's a tough motherfucker, and. I'm excited to watch that. This fight coming up this is it this weekend where Makachev's fighting Volkanovski? No. Or is it next week? It's the next UFC card. Yeah. This weekend there's actually an interesting card in Bellator. And I never watch Bellator. Yeah, I heard. Have you seen it? It's uh Ryan Bader. Yeah. Who is the champion, heavyweight champion over in Bellator, used to be in the UFC. And Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, that and it's, it's be probably gonna be Fedor's last fight. I think it's free. Oh. I think it's free wherever Bellator streams, whatever that app oh, okay. is. So I don't know if the app costs money, whatever. The next but. like five UFC cards or the 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 Makachev fight leading up to the Makachev fight isn't very interesting, but the Makachev fight could be really interesting. Like Burns and Masvidal. Yeah, That's are they one. on that card? No, right. they're on the are they on the next one. I think they're on Izzy and Figueroa. That oh, okay. dude, Burns. Did you see his last fight? What's that whole card? Can you pull that up? I, I, you know, that's still going to be a toss up. I'm definitely going to watch that because, like, of course, Behar is a killer, but man, I mean, that, that one's, that's a toss up. I'd like to see Izzy win. I think it's, I think it's better for the UFC because I don't think Pereira beats most other top five, 10 guys. I mean, dude, realistically, he needs to move up. He needs to gain some weight and probably move up to light heavyweight, but I don't know. Like, Izzy really put him through that fight, and I don't know if you're like who who the current Jamal Hill. Type, uh, Jamal Hill would be his. That's a his, good one. Type Jamal BFC Hill, yeah. card this weekend, and then it'll let you toggle between all the cards. Next few are going to be good, man. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, and then just go to whichever. oh Derek Lewis. I'm definitely watching that. That's fight night this weekend. I feel like Derek Lewis has been fighting every other card. He's been trying to get back up on the fucking the circuit, man. He he did not have uh, a last couple good fights. I mean, remember he fought Cyril Gaon, got the shit kicked out oh, of him. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, say the, like Usman. Gaethje, Fiziev. I've seen Gunnar Nelson fight once. I don't really remember him. Vittori, he's always fun. Yeah. And that then what's... Oh, I want Leon to win again so me bad. Me, too. So just to prove it's not a fluke. Yeah. This is a good card. Kevin Holland's a good fighter. Yeah, look, Burns and Mas and they got Raul Rosas on there. You know him? He's yeah, like yeah, the, the sixteen-year-old, just like mongoloid. Yeah, yeah. He's like eighteen, but he's just got this like face that looks like he's been fighting I, since he was twelve. I, I trolled. I think it was like an MMA junkie post. I trolled yeah. it where he was talking about how he's going to buy his mom a, a minivan so he can drive, and I wrote something like oh, "Get a car, you bum," or something like that. Like being an adult. <laughs> like I was just goofing around, and the uh, entire. UFC fan base just flamed me. <laughs> like I still get notifications about it. it. Was weeks ago. That's amazing. Yeah, look at this. That that two eighty five card, dude. Valentina yeah. Shevchenko, oh, Shavkat Rachmanov. He's a freak. Bo Nickel. He'll be interesting Bo to watch. Bo Nickel 
a lot of people are like talking about that guy saying he's supposed to be he's a wrestler right he's like an all-american mm-hmm. wrestler I think he just got uh, injured recently, though, and pulled out of a fight. Yeah, I, I do remember that. But, dude, Shevchenko Wait, why is... why is his headshot black and white? Does that mean something, or is that he's just like, I look better in black and white? I don't know. I've never seen it. Everyone else is his color. Um, But, yeah, that'll be a cool one. And, honestly, I don't care. McGregor could lose his next 10 fights. I'm still buying every pay-per-view. Oh, me too. I want to see him fight. Huh? I'm part of the problem. Yeah, of course. But dude, but that's it's why they like, keep bringing him back. I just want to see. I every time I hear about a McGregor fight, I'm just like, I want to see that guy on the mic, and I pray for old McGregor. Just you know, off the cuff, just insane, just causing mayhem. Just it's like dude. you don't watch it to like let them sit there and like be polite. Like no, just, these, these are violent people. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> that one is one of the most like just trash a tour bus again. Let's world. go. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> did you hear about it was, what, it was what just him. came out? Oh uh, no. Uh, so apparently, so this woman is claiming that McGregor like kicked her in the head, oh. and, like and assaulted her on his boat for his birthday party, and she was so terrified that this lady jumped off of the boat into the water and like i don't know if she swam back to shore or if she got picked up or what but originally she said it was she admitted that it was on the mcgregor yacht and then but didn't mention him and then weeks later she said it was him so it's like i i just feel like every time mcgregor's about to do something something comes out about him and it's almost like planned you know probably just to blow up the fight it's or like how he's got whenever coming. there was something going on in like the Middle East, like Michael Jackson would do something with children. Oh my god! It's like, is this a distraction? Like, are you trying to just Jesus Christ? Like, what's going on? I don't know what it is. It's like, do you want us to focus on that so that everybody? Forgets I'm just excited that for the Conor fights. McGregor's been doing steroids for a year. I'm, is that what the goal is? Let's let's all worry about the fuck all this shit. I just want to see these men get violent and these women because I, I can't true. wait to see Shevchenko fight. She is a masterclass. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Gem of a fighter, like, unreal. And she dances when she wins. You see, that? and she's smart. Yeah, she was. She's like a. Prof- I don't she know if she's like a professional or whatever. She's shit. like, but she was like a ballerina or something. Yeah, and also murderer. Fantastic. We got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I think that's everything, man. Yeah. I think All right. We probably ran long, but yeah, good fun. We had some. It's a fun day. Out. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, Thanks for everyone, guys. Appreciate you all.